to Kings and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for joining me today. A um, little bit of housekeeping. Like I mentioned on yesterday's extra long episode on Strawberry Fields, I am cutting off submissions for our Mars picks um, on February 8th, 2020. So if you'd like to be included in that bonus episode, send me your voicemail at 925-494-1739 and let me know what um, Beatles or Kinks album you're taking to Mars with you as your sole source of musical entertainment. Let me know what you're taking and why you're taking it by February 8th, 2020, so that I can include your voicemail on that bonus episode. And like I also mentioned yesterday, bonus episodes will be delivered first to folks who are contributors to this podcast via the Hero Habit um subscription page. So if you swing by Hero Habits shop, you will see Kinks and Beats uh, support, I believe it's called. For $4 a month, you'll get to help us keep the show ad-free, and we will send you bonus uh, episodes from time to time before we make them public to everybody else. So if you would uh, like to help us uh, keep the lights on over here and get some content before other people do, Go ahead and swing by and do that. Thank you to those who already have. Today we are talking about the song Brainwashed by The Kinks, which was released October 10th, 1969 on Arthur or the Decline and Fall of the British Empire. It was also released as the B-side to Victoria in the U.S. on October 15th, 1969, and was performed live as early as October 23rd, in Boston, where it was the penultimate song on a set list between See My Friends and Village Green Preservation Society. And they played this song for a while live. It's even on a version of it is on Everybody's in Showbiz, which came out in the, uh, you know several years after Arthur. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. So before we start, the the kinks are not really known for being a audiophile's dream. Okay? They were not given the same treatment, and most bands weren't at the time. They weren't given the same luxuries um, that EMI provided to the Beatles with Abbey Road Studios. Uh, so their recordings don't sound as polished and and clean, which in some cases makes them great. And then in some cases makes them difficult to listen to because sometimes uh, the band's vision for the song kind of exceeded the limitations of their recording venue. And in the seventies, especially when the kinks um, were recording in their own studio conch, uh, they were able to kind of realize their vision in the studio a little bit better. But some of these 60s albums have tracks that are very difficult to listen to. Brainwashed for me is one of them. The mono version of this, I feel like, is is a really rough mix where it's difficult to hear the vocals and it's difficult to really hear what's going on because there's a lot of cool stuff going on. So for me, the 2019 stereo remaster is probably the best way to hear all the aspects of the song. I would have loved had they done a stereo remix I don't know what they've got in the archives as far as going back and taking it to source material, uh, like pre-bouncing and all that kind of stuff. But I would have loved to have heard a remix because the the 2019 remaster sounds incredible. Um, 
but the drums are still hard panned to the right channel and all that kind of stuff. So it's still not uh, a satisfact a satisfying listening experience just just as an oral presentation. But uh, the song is is too good to to suffer from the recording quality. So listen to the 2019 stereo remaster if you have a chance and and really dig into some of the stuff that's going on. First and foremost, Mick Avery and John Dalton, drums and bass respectively, are just delivering rock-solid performances driving this song forward. John Dalton's bass playing is, uh, I feel, the best bass playing on the in the Kinks catalog. His tenure with the Kinks... He's got some of the best bass lines in their catalog. Uh, and this is up there. He is just grooving on this. And I don't know if he's in drop D tuning or if he's using a five-string bass. Um, and I probably will never know. But uh, he is playing that bass line is, uh, in the intro is a low D, which would be a whole step lower than he can normally hit on the guitar without retuning it or, like I said, adding that uh, fifth string. Whoops, banging the table here. Um, Dave's electric tone on this is as crunchy and dirty as it's ever been. Uh, It's just, this is such a good rock and roll song. And it's two minutes and 34 seconds, shortest song on the album, which is fine. I don't need to hear this song go any longer. Wouldn't have mind hearing a solo uh, shred for 30 seconds or whatever, but this song is fine the way it is. And it really feels to me like this is the logical next step for the band that brought us. You really got me. If, if Ray hadn't explored, uh, you know, his folkier side, his music hall side, his country side, if they would have just stuck with putting out songs like you really got me, this is, I think what we would have heard, um, a lot by 1969 it is driving beats loud guitars biting lyrics but a more mature sound and he's got the horn section on it uh you know this there's this to me feels like a kinks song if all you know of the kinks is their first few hits which is cool because then you know you've got the a side to the u.s single victoria which is a straight ahead rocker but not a real heavy guitar riff-based rocker like this one is. Um, and then you've got songs like Shangri-La on this album. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's a cool progression to me to hear this and think that, you know, this is where the, you know, this album is where the band should have been in 1969. And I think that's what makes Arthur such a perfect album uh, is because it's the logical, every song on this album is the logical evolution of one of their styles that they had adopted. And this is the logical evolution of the You Really Got Me style. That guitar tone is just amazing. So I I mentioned there's a live version of Everybody's in Showbiz. It's a little bit quick. It's a bit rough. Probably was cool live. It's it's I mean it's an okay recording to listen to. I don't usually listen to a lot of live recordings unless I actually went to the concert. But one cool thing about it is that they put the um, horns on the upbeat. So if you listen to the original recording, and this might irritate some of you, so I apologize. The guitar riff is 
That last note comes on the upbeat. That's an upbeat. But the horns in the background, very softly, are coming in on the down. So you're going... So it kind of doubles up that last note. So the guitar goes bum 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 And it sounds fine. It's cool. But to me, it always sounded like the horn should have come in on the upbeat with that last note on the guitar riff. That's what they do on Everybody's in Showbiz. If you listen to it, uh, it's, you know. Comes in on the upbeat. So that's one cool thing about the live performance that I like. You know, when they were touring with a brass band, um, they were able to to get back to that. Um, the chord structure on this, pretty straight ahead. It's uh, uh, just a G chord for most of the riff. And you've got uh, the guitar playing a... Uh, that, that lick where he's mimicking the vocals is basically, basically not quite a, uh, just a blues scale. All it's missing is this note uh, in the middle. Where the blues go. So all that's missing is that C sharp there. It's just a blues scale, descending blues scale. Nothing fancy, nothing crazy difficult. Easy, easy enough for you to, to learn on the guitar. And then he takes it up to C. That's, that's all it is. Very simple stuff. Um, so he's in G. Look like a real human being, but you don't have a mind of your own. Yeah, you can talk, you can breathe, you can work, you can stitch, you can sew, but you're brainwashed. Yeah, you are. So that's a C9 chord. Then he goes to a B flat. Yeah, you are. So the C9 uh, is sort of in the key of G. <clears throat> it's a four chord with it's, – it's, it's a four chord, but it also acts as a secondary dominant to the key of F. So basically we're going five to four to one. Four, one, five. So for that, let yes you are, yes you are, get down on your knees, he's shifted basically to the key of F. And he's using that C9 kind of to shift because it is the four chord in G, but by adding that seventh and ninth scale degree, the B flat and the D, he's pivoting us as into a dominant for F. And then he does it again, and then you get to the... Uh, the aristocrats and bureaucrats are dirty rats for making you what you are. Uh, it's just a G minor, B flat, C to D. And then the riff is G minor to B, or is it G minor? Uh, 
B flat, C, D. And that's it. So he's basically got four chords on this tune that anchor the entire song. This is, I think, and maybe because it's the shortest song on the album, a lost gem on Arthur. And that's saying something because there are a lot of songs on that album that deserve, you know, a, a re-listen from time to time. And this is one like I never go to this song. I never sit down and go, oh, I want to listen to Brainwash. I do that for Victoria. I do that for Some Mother's Son. I do that for Shangri-La. But this one, I never, ever, ever seek out Brainwash to listen to it. And yet, whenever it comes on, you got to crank it full blast because it's like, this is such a good rocker. The lyrics are good. You've got a job and a house and a wife and your kids and a car. Yeah, you're conditioned to be what they want you to be and be happy to be where you are. Yes, you are. I mean, that's a great... If you are wanting to talk about being brainwashed, these lyrics are just fantastic. They give you social security, tax-saving benefits that grow at maturity. Yeah, you're conditioned to be what they want you to be and to do what they want you to do. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. What is Ray like, 27 when he wrote this? And he's got lines like, they give you social security, tax-saving benefits that grow at maturity? I mean, that's a really good line for basically a kid, you know? Good stuff. So go and listen to this. As always, it's on the playlist. I make a playlist if you're new to this podcast. Swingbyherohabit.com. And uh, under the podcast button on the main menu, you'll see Kinks and Beats Daily. That page has everything you need. It has ways to contact me, ways to be included on the future episodes of the podcast. It's got um, ways to contribute your $4 a month to help us. It's got all the episodes. It's got a directory of every episode uh, split up by album. And it's got a Spotify playlist you can subscribe to where every Monday morning I put all the songs we're going to talk about on that playlist so you can listen to them in advance before you listen to my episode and refresh your memory or learn a new song, hopefully. Or uh, or you can listen to it afterwards after you've listened to me talk about it for 15 minutes and you go, you know, I do kind of want to listen to Brainwashed. It's all right there. And you can listen to everything we've talked about. Um, We're 83 episodes in. So that that playlist is actually getting pretty, pretty full and being a be pretty good playlist already, even though we haven't covered a lot of their biggest hits for either band. All right. So that's Brainwashed. Go listen to Arthur. Go listen to Brainwashed again. Give me your Mars picks, 925-494-1739. I need them by February 8th, 2020, so that they can be included on the uh, bonus episode coming soon. And if you'd like to get it before it's up on the official feed, you can become a contributor to our podcast over at herohabit.com. All right, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks for listening. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.